Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth through today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or you can download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 30 called Rebellious Children. Even Egypt, literally, and Egypt, verse 7, whose help is vain and empty, just in case we missed it. Therefore, I have called her, look at middle of verse 7, Rahab, if you have the New King James, it says Rahab Hemshabeth. In Hebrew, that means Rahab sitting idle. Don't confuse Rahab the harlot with this image. That's not what it's talking about. Rahab uh, literally means storm or turbulence or arrogant, And Rahab was a mythological dragon. And so God says this, and Egypt often is pictured by the name Rahab in the Psalms, but not Rahab the harlot, Rahab the dragon. And I'll tell you a little bit about this dragon in a second. So you go to Egypt, it's vain and empty, and I, says God, have called her Rahab, New King James, Hemshabeth, Rahab sitting idle. If you have, how many of you have the NIV out there? Rahab the do-nothing. That's what she's called in the NIV. Rahab the do-nothing. She's all talk, but when it comes down to doing, she ain't doing anything for you. You can give her all the money in the world. I'll get to that. I, I will. I'll get that done. She ain't doing anything for you. You see, you already know who she is. She's a dragon. She talks a good game. She has a lot to say, a lot of arrogant words, a lot of pomp and circumstance. But when it comes down to producing, and here's the whole image of this first part of Isaiah 30. Do you get it? Here's what God's saying in in biting irony. She's, you already know she can't do anything for you. How many times are you going to go there? Ah, just one more time. I know she's called the do nothing, but maybe something will change. And so you go, and you lay your gifts before Rahab the dragon. One Bible dictionary says a mythological sea monster or primeval dragon of chaos. Uh, The way this came out is that this mythological dragon represents the evil forces of chaos that God subdued by his creative power in the creation narrative. It's kind of like, remember how some of the language in Genesis that we've studied in Isaiah, went back to the chaotic things that God brought into order at the creation. That's what God is saying. That's what this dragon represents, all the chaos. And the only one that can bring order to the chaos is God, because God's name, Hashem in Hebrew, the name means the one who destroys the chaos. And so God says, if you give this over to me, I'll destroy all the chaos in your life. But if you trust that dragon, guess what you're going to get? More chaos. No matter how it's packaged, it's not going to change. And the dragon, as many of you know in the book of Revelation, is the devil himself. Now go, write verse 8 on a tablet before them. And what may have been written here, we don't know for sure, may have been precisely Rahab the do-nothing. This may be the very thing that Isaiah wrote on the tablet and scroll. Why would he write a negative reminder? We like positives, don't we? 
But how many of you have learned some, best, some of your best lessons from the negative? Anybody? Okay, good. So what you may want to do, whether or not you write it on a literal tablet or you put it on one of those things that you can, you know, magnetize to your fridge or whatever you do, mental note, not going to go down that street again. That's the idea here. And notice what it says. Write it on a tablet before them. Inscribe it on a scroll that it may serve in what? The time to come as a witness forever. In other words, it's not just for you. It's for future generations. Some lessons that you learn in this life are not just about you. What? No, they're about others too. They're about what you can bring wisdom-wise to others. Because God works all things together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you have a bad experience in a situation and you can bring that wisdom to somebody else and say, hey, let me tell you something. Don't pack up the camels because Rahab's a do-nothing. Let me show you. It's written right here. Right? Save somebody. See, preserve the lesson. Let it be a witness forever. For this is a rebellious people, verse 9. Notice, false sons, sons who refuse to listen to the instruction. The word instruction, that is Torah. If you want to write it down, T-O-R-A, it's translated in English, T-O-R-A-H. They refuse to listen to the Torah of the Lord. If you have the New King James, it says, they will not hear the law of the Lord, therefore they are false sons. What makes a son a true son? He obeys the instruction of his father. What makes a son a false son? He will not listen to the instruction of his father. That's how Jesus defined true Christians and false ones. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And don't do what I say. It doesn't mean that true sons don't mess up. It doesn't mean that true sons don't make mistakes. That's not the issue. It's that false sons never have an intention to obey anyway. That's the issue. They're false sons. They refuse to listen to the Torah. Torah in the ancient picture language means, quote, what comes from the man nailed to the cross. Isn't that interesting? That's the Hebrew picture language For the Torah, what comes from the man nailed to the cross. That's the imagery in the Hebrew language. The word is related to yahrah, to throw or to shoot an arrow or to point out and direct. With sin, sin means to miss the mark. The Torah helps you to hit the mark. Thus, those who hear the word of God and listen to it can hit the mark. They're not going to be perfect, but they're going to hit the mark more than they're going to miss the mark. Who says, this is what the false, says, false son says, he says to the seer, you must not see visions. And to the prophets, you must not prophesy what is right. We don't like that. Speak to us pleasant words. Look at it, verse, end of verse 10. Prophesy illusions. Tell us lies. Tell us sweet little lies. We're sick of your ministry, Isaiah. 
all you ever do is tell us what's right and you keep telling us about this Holy One of Israel. We're tired of it. Don't do that anymore. I don't know if this is actual words or if Isaiah's kind of you know, projecting their thoughts onto paper, but they say to the seers, don't prophesy to, what, to us what is right. Speak to us pleasant words. We don't want the preaching to stop. Don't get us wrong. We just want you to preach what we want to hear. Sound familiar? In 2 Timothy 4, Paul said a time will come when that's all they'll want. When they will want their ears tickled, when they will no longer pay attention to the truth, but they will be led astray to myths. And they will say, tickle our ears. Tell us what we want to hear. But as for this stuff about truth and right and moral demands, we won't hear of it. Despite popular notions to the contrary, truth does not change just because we don't like it or we can't stomach it. Amen? And all God's people said, giggle, giggle. (laughs) See, the treaty with Egypt was another symptom of their unwillingness to hear God. They wanted pleasant words and allusions. Those are high in demand today because they they tell me what I want to hear. They make me feel good about myself. But but if they're not truth, then what good are they? They're kind of like that caravan to Egypt. They are what? Profitless. Sounds good, looks good until you get to Rahab to do nothing and then nothing's happening. See, sometimes when truth comes into your heart, it's hard to take. It, it causes you to take a hard look at yourself. It causes you to maybe even elevate God and others above yourself and that's not comfortable and our sin nature doesn't like it. But God says, that's how I shape you. That's how change really comes. And so they say, get out of the way, verse 11 Turn aside from the path. Let us hear no more about this Holy One of Israel. No more of it. If you have the NIV, it says, leave this way, get off this path, stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. (laughs) We don't want to hear that anymore. Could you come up with something different? Holy One of Israel, Holy One... That sounds like I got to be holy. That sounds like I'm dealing with a being that might have some demands on me. Can't you preach about gods that are more like me? Or can't you just say that I'm a god? I mean, that would be convenient. Then I can meet my own expectations whenever I want to. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You're invited to our next apologetics event called Dare to Defend. This is something that you're going to want to go to because it's going to bolster your faith and encourage you and give you reasons and answers for the hope that you have. Join some of today's top apologists who will provide real answers to skeptics' toughest questions and equip you with the tools necessary to confront the moral confusion of today's culture. J.P. Moreland talking about miracles. Why do I have to have an answer to this question? I at least know there's a God. Sean McDowell dealing with deconstruction. When I was on the road, I met a man he goes I'm his last friend who didn't bail on him 
I thought, man, what does it matter with us? John and Claudia Kalmakoff. If they don't have that foundation and they don't know about God's promises and what we know is true, not by what we're feeling, but by facts, historical, archaeological facts, what we know to be true, then their feelings take over. Lenny Esposito, who will deal with the power of the archaeological record. You know, you're doing a construction project, Rome, they were trying to build a subway. And they had to keep stopping because they keep finding stuff. Hey, if you're looking to get further equipped, and we all should be, this is the conference to go to. Dare to Defend begins Friday evening on March 25th at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. Get your tickets now and make sure you have plans to join us. Learn more about Dare to Defend and get your tickets when you visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Then I can meet my own expectations whenever I want to. So they are so far removed from holiness and what is right that the message of the Holy One can't be tolerated. And so God responds. He says, therefore, thus says the Holy One of Israel. It's kind of like he's been listening in and now. He says, okay, I've heard enough. Since you have rejected this word and have put your trust in oppression and guile and have relied on them, therefore, this iniquity will be to you like a breach about to fall, a bulge in a high wall whose collapse comes suddenly and instantly and whose collapse is like, keyword, the smashing of a potter's jar, so ruthlessly shattered that a shirt or a shard will not be found among its pieces to take fire from the heart or to scoop water from a cistern. Have you ever been in a restaurant and you're eating and you hear, and all those dishes crash, and there's no way to hide it because the busboy had all those dishes and all those dishes smashed on the floor. Or have you ever had something in your house and maybe you did a little juggling act with it and you, I don't know if you guys got hard tile like we do in the kitchen, but we do. And, and then there it goes and it's like slow motion. And what you're hoping for is that there'll be a few big pieces to put the smaller ones in, right? And there it goes. And we were laughing earlier about the Christmas lights. And when you break a Christmas light, that's it. And so at the end of this, he's saying, well, maybe what we'll have is the bottom of the the jar will still be around. And we'll use it in the fireplace to scoop out hot things. Maybe there'll be something to redeem from this broken mess. And God says, no, you're not even going to find one of those. You ever ever had something where a crack starts to happen? Maybe it's in your windshield or... The image here is, is of a safety. It's, it's a wall that's supposed to bring protection. And it started to crack. And the, the picture here is almost like you have this rushing water and the wall is starting to crack. And you know it's not going to hold. But you're saying, I think we're okay. And <laughs> that wall shaking. And God says, uh, I'm going to give you a couple of images to show how this is going to turn out when you take the caravan to Rahab to do nothing. Here's what it's going to be like. It's going to be like a potter's jar that falls on the ground and you can't even find one of those pieces to redeem. Or it's going to be like that cracked thing and here it comes. How are you feeling? I feel good. 
I think it's going to hold. Duct tape. Putty. Super glue. Something. Nothing. It's not going to hold. I grew up in a pizza parlor, and my, my uncle had this way of not fixing things, but he put, um, he put little cans and stuff under things that leaked, and everywhere he looked in the pizza parlor, there were cans for something that was leaking. <laughs> Just done. God says, if you go this way, those are two illustrations of how your life will look. How's it sound? That's what the Holy One of Israel says. If you want to take the caravan, go ahead. But smashing and cracked walls and collapsing things don't sound real positive. So you got two alternatives, verse 15 in light, of what's been placed before us. Thus, 15, the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel that you've been talking about, has said, in repentance and rest, you shall be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. See, here's alternative number one. Door number one. Curtain number one. Whatever you want to call it. If you, look at the verse, repent, and repentance always means rest, then you shall be saved in, isn't there a song about this? In quietness and trust is your strength. See, repentance brings rest. And repentance is an interesting word. In Hebrew, repentance means to burn the house. Because you know what we do? If we've got something in our lives that isn't what it's supposed to be, we kind of, we like to leave it there just in case. Repentance in Hebrew means you burn the whole thing and start over. You just burn it. You leave it behind you. It's gone. You can't go back to it because it got burned. That's repentance. It literally means you've turned away from that to another life, another reality, to the instruction of the Lord. But we, what we like to do is not burn it. We keep it there just in case. I know that caravan comes by a couple times a year, and you know, you never know. Right? And God says, no, if you want rest, then find it in repentance, find it in quietness. The idea of trust is utter trust, and it will be strength, and you'll have peace and strength. But if you're not willing, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get just the opposite. And so many times in Scripture, Jesus says that you know, the wedding guests were invited, but they were unwilling to come. He says to Jerusalem, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a mother hen gathers her chicks under his wings, but you were, remember, unwilling. Jesus says, you search the scriptures because you think in them you have life and these are they that testify of me, yet you are unwilling to come to me that you might have life. That's the issue. Alternative number two, and you said, no, for we will flee on horses. Here's the plan. Therefore you shall flee, and we will ride on swift horses. Here's the plan. But God says, uh, therefore, those who pursue you shall be swift. In other words, you can get the fastest car, the fastest horse, but there's always going to be one that's just as fast, and it's going to catch up to you. That's the key. If you choose door number two, 
it will catch up to you. So you get on the fastest horse and you ride. You've been listening to Rebellious Children Part 2 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 30. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our Free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to connect with you. You can email or send Pastor Michael and the team here a letter. We love mail. You can get all the contact information at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. But our email address is contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. And here's our mailing address. Are you ready? You can write Pastor Michael at P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, sometimes when we read our Bibles, we see Israel as the focal point, and indeed the nation of Israel is the focal point of the Old Testament. And we hear addresses to Judah or to the northern kingdom. And then we we ask the question, okay, but I live in the United States, and what voices should I be listening to? Are there any modern-day prophets that would direct us? Well, what directs us today, brethren, is God's Word. And it can be spoken forth in the sense of prophecy. Uh, when one is speaking forth the truth of the Word of God, certainly the Word is going forth in a prophetic way. And our call as the Church of God is to align our lives to the Word of God. That's where we know we will never go wrong, because that is God's revelation to us. And it is profitable, the Word of God is, for correction, reproof, training in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be equipped, fully equipped for every good work. You can read Second uh, Timothy 3, right around verses 15 through 17. And so that is the prophetic voice of the day. God uses the voices of men to preach the word of God in pulpits all around uh, the, uh, the nation and the world for that matter. He uses all of his children in different settings to teach Bible studies and teach truth. But the question of a prophetic voice is an interesting one. Where should we be listening? Any pastor faithful to the word of God uh, spending time with the Lord, preparing diligently to present himself approved to God, rightly dividing the word of truth. Let's listen. And I benefit from the teaching of many different pastors, and I pray that you do as well. And I and I think we all know, brethren, it doesn't take long to know uh, when the word of God is being cut straight, man. <laughs> right? We, we just know it because it, it becomes very clear. You can sense the power of God and the power of the kingdom. Well, we've been telling you about a an event coming up being hosted by Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. It's called Dare to Defend, daretodefend.com. Now, it's an apologetics conference with some of the top apologists really in the nation coming to Living Truth in the city of Corona, March 25th and 26th. You can get your tickets. There are group discounts available. I would highly uh, advise you to bring a junior high, high school student, bring a group and get group discounts, daretodefend.com. You can link from our website as well, which is walkintruth.com. 
You're going to have people like Sean McDowell. You're going to have people like J.P. Moreland sharing about uh, the evidences for the historic Christian faith and how you can become more equipped to defend the historic faith in the marketplace of ideas and with all the confusion and chaos and questions going on. Man, how we need it. And here's your opportunity. If you're anywhere within the driving distance of the Inland Empire, the church is right near where the 91 and 15 freeways cross in the city of Corona. It's called Living Truth Christian Fellowship. The conference, Dare to Defend, March 25th and 26th, we'll be dealing with the problem of evil, miracles, deconstruction. We'll be dealing with the power of the difference that Christianity has made on the planet. We're dealing with breakout sessions. Uh, you're going to get so much out of this weekend. Dare to defend.com. Get your tickets today. Space is limited. It will include a, uh, lunch on Saturday as well. And uh, it's going to be a powerful weekend, including a time of Q&A. DareToDefend.com. Get your tickets today. You can link from our website as well at WalkInTruth.com. For all of you who support us, we're so grateful. And uh, we're incredibly appreciative of our partners. Hey, if you can partner with us today, um, it does cost money to be on radio. A significant investment is made, but it's worth it. Would you partner with us so that we can reach out more, take care of the radio bills, expand the reach of Walk in Truth? Go to walkintruth.com and you can donate today. Walkintruth.com. Set up a monthly donation of $10, $15, $20. Man, it makes such a huge difference for us. Walkintruth.com. Well, have a tremendous weekend. God bless you. Make sure you're serving the Lord on Sunday. And uh, we will catch you either Sunday morning or Monday. God bless you. And join us Monday for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapter 30 called Rebellious Children. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.